<laughs> Hello! Welcome Hello. back to the Zero Strategy Podcast, episode 37. Thank you very much Ew. for everyone joining us in the stream. Uh, I'm joined today by my co-hosts. We have Grog Mode. Hello. We have the Mighty Kibbles. Hi, I just kicked my camera. And finally back from finally back from the store, we have that guy called. Um, yeah, Dad? I'm yeah, I'm from the dollar store. Hello. <laughs> Went out for Vex milk. Finally came back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get the Vex milk. I was still sad. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, as always with the podcast, guys, if you're watching and you have any questions or topics or anything like that for us, feel free to ask in the chat. Um, just at one of us so we can uh, we can see it nice and clearly. Um, but yeah, we always start with a little catch up. So Grog, what have you been up to this past week? Uh, this past week, I started a new game. What was it yesterday with Lauren? Uh, that's actually pretty awesome called Call of the Sea. Uh, it continues our um, ongoing trend of playing games on the channel that start with Call of. So Call of Cthulhu, Call of Duty, and finally Call of the Sea. It also <laughs> seems to be continuing the trend started with Amnesia, where it's a woman lost in the wild looking for her husband. <laughs> so we're we're falling into a very niche category here on the channel. But um, yeah, things have been good. Uh, I'm looking forward to Warzone this week and the crossover with like Cold War, and then um, of course Cyberpunk. It's fucking lit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cables, what about you? I got really heavy into Pixelmon recently, which is like modded Minecraft with Pokemon. It's a pause. It's a lot of fun, and I finished the game again. <laughs> was it the um, was it is it Dang Dangan Rapa? <laughs> yeah, Dangan Rapa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, God, I don't. It's a I don't crazy know. good game. It was so good. Oh my god. I enjoyed the clips that you posted of that. They were very funny. <laughs> very very funny. Yeah, I pulled a Condi with one of those. Felt pretty good. Yeah. Was good i enjoyed it um how are you enjoying pixelmon i i, I was confused because i it's... came to your stream saw your title but saw you were playing minecraft it took me a second to realize it's a, a mod <laughs> it's 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 tons of fun i it it didn't it hasn't really changed a huge amount from minecraft just like added pokemon and gyms and little mechanics but um yeah it 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 scratches a lot of itches that i had <laughs> Good. Run around and quick ball 30 things. Feels pretty good. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, and Manu, obviously it's been a while since we had you here. What have mm. you been up to since last time? Oh boy. Let me tell you, this episode is just going to be telling me. Nah, so like, <laughs> it's been like, what? Three, four months? Something like that. Uh, I've been just focusing on work and school and shit and on myself a bit. Um, yeah, I've been feeling pretty good. I lost like 65 pounds. Amazing. Been working out every day, been doing all that shit. And then last week, or the last few weeks, been just playing a bit more again because, like, in the last couple of months, I haven't really, really played much because I wasn't really, uh, I don't know, I haven't really enjoyed anything that much. So since Cyberpunk came out, I've been just playing Cyberpunk. That's been super fucking fun. Um, yeah, like, uh, there's people T-posing in my game. They fixed that now, though. So, like, <laughs> basically can't play it anymore. Um, that ruins the whole experience. So, yeah. But I've been really enjoying it, and I've been, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing more. 
Nice. I read an article today that went over some of the best glitches that people have seen. I did not run into the dick out glitch. I did. I did. I've seen photos. I saw it as well. I'm 13 at heart, and it's pretty funny. I got new pants in the game, and I put them on, and it's just like it was sticking out. Bro. Fix that too, though. I'll give you a pro tip. Your character can't have their dick out if they don't have genitalia. Mm. If you're trying to be safe on stream, there you go. Give them the full Kindle treatment. Yeah, when I, when I, when I, I didn't realize that in your apartment flat you can like go and like take a shower because I was like, oh wait, it has a shower feature. What does it do? And my first thought went back to like, um, well, I know I know what showers do. I mean, I know how showers work. Come on, give me some credit. But Death Stranding, like, he goes in the shower. It's like, are they going to show me going in the shower? Or is it just going to be, like, first person? And then, like, it was. But then it was like, oh, there's a mirror. And I was expecting just to, like, again, I'm thinking Death Stranding. I'm just going to see the top half of myself in the mirror. And it literally just starts with the thighs. But I'm just a Ken doll. And it's amazing. And I love it. It's like the best thing in Cyberpunk when you go under the shower is he does, like, the depressed thing where he puts his, his hands against the wall and, like, the head down. But he's like, my character is just showering fully clothed. So like it's, I don't know. I don't know. He's like really depressed, I think. And then when he goes to bed, he lays in bed and doesn't even lay on pills. Like, I think the guy hates himself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have not played very much Cyberpunk yet, unfortunately. Um, so we'll, we'll, well, we might as well just jump into it. There was a, I did decide, like, you know what? I'm just going to jump on. I'm going to stream this game. And then about an hour into it, somebody made me aware of a tweet from CD Projekt Red where they basically said, hey, turns out even if you have the DMCA safe filter on, there's still some songs in the game that can get you DMCA'd. So uh, best to just mute all your audio or all your music until we get this fixed. So I was like, you know what? It's not worth the risk. I'm going to play something else. And then they fixed it like the next day. So yeah. it is finally fixed. But then... I tried to play it off stream and it crashed and then it wouldn't update like it needed a small update which it just wouldn't do steam steam kept breaking and giving me error messages so i had to reinstall the whole game so <laughs> you know i've not had much luck so far i've definitely spent more time downloading it than playing it but <laughs> i'll uh, i'll get into it at some point soon um so i'm excited to, to do that um nice. but yeah good that they fixed that so quickly they've been they've been on top of fixing the, the bugs and stuff and i've had a few people say they finished it now which i wasn't expecting so soon um i think i've put 20 hours in and i haven't left the prologue yet damn. so i haven't seen the credits which apparently <laughs> doesn't happen until you like really start the game so um yeah i'm having a good time yeah i'm excited to play more um anyway yeah we got a couple little uh, updates and and a few little news bits today um so the first one i want to talk about which we we briefly spoke about with katie last week on the podcast was the boost stream feature um which is the the new thing that twitch is bringing in to try and support you know smaller growing channels so i actually got an email which answers a lot of questions that i had about it so i'm going to just basically read this email through and we will kind of you know if there's anything we're not clear on we can discuss but so it's really cool that mr bezos sent you that email yeah. yeah direct from him as well it was crazy 
Um, he, he, he signed it himself. He even kissed the letter. <laughs> <laughs> so the email says, last week we introduced a community challenge called Boost This Stream, a new way for viewers to help creators reach new audiences. Apparently this is still in closed beta, which is not what I thought. I thought it was rolling out across the whole site last week. But apparently this is still in beta. So it says, it's a new community challenge where viewers can pull channel points to unlock a boost reward. The boost reward promotes your stream to highly visible parts of Twitch, and the promotion can help more viewers discover you, your community, and content. Um, so it, appear, it will appear to viewers in the chat box, like at the top, same as it would if there was like a hype train or a poll, for example, it appears at the top. Um, and it says here, when the challenge reaches 100%, boosting begins. And it says, prepare for a liftoff, which is cool so it sounds like that means you get immediate the boost starts immediately when you hit the when you hit the goal right that's what it sounds yeah. like which is what i was wondering if that was going to be the case um so basically yeah it's you know it's saying for for everyone just let your community know about the challenge and they can you know be on the lookout for it and give their points as soon as available it looks like two thousand points per person per day right so you can't just have the same person spam a bunch of points into it um you can opt out of this if you want to you know i can understand some communities might not want the um you know the promotion uh for whatever reason uh so you can opt out if you go into your dashboard preferences and promotions you can opt out of it um it says when a boost challenge is successfully completed we'll then promote your stream into highly visible parts of twitch like live channels we think you'll like on the front i'm assuming that's on the front page where you get recommended channels apparently it gets boosted boosted into there uh and it says we'll tell you how many times you can expect your stream to be promoted when the challenge starts so the number of times you'll be seen by a viewer as a promoted stream so it will give you a number of impressions or boosts yeah. that it will tell you that at the start uh it says what factors determine the number of times my channel is placed on a highly visible part of twitch it says it depends on a few factors, including the size of your existing audience. Our aim is for boosts to offer valuable opportunity for all streamers. As we experiment early on, we'll be focusing on ways to help smaller streamers, in, partic in particular, improve their visibility and reach. Um, how does Twitch determine the number of channel points to complete the challenge? It says the amount of channel points required to successfully boost a stream is scaled with the size and viewership of the channel. So I don't think it's follower count. I think it must be based on average viewer numbers. Yeah, and last week we talked about um, real-world metrics we had that um, someone had collected from one of these tests tests in the wild, and one of them was I think it was about a, it was a channel with about three hundred viewers and an average viewer count of six. I think um, they needed sixteen thousand channel points um which at 2000 per person actually like isn't crazy to achieve um and then they netted them 1900 impressions so that would be 1900 people once they've actually seen that and the way websites do impressions is like um knowing that it's been loaded and they've scrolled to that that part of the embed in the page so they've seen it uh and or clicked on it and interacted with the uh, the link yeah well I think it's cool. Um, I, I So I got into the beta of it, but nothing has happened as yet. So <laughs> I was really hoping to get some some actual stats over the course of the week so we could talk about it today. But 
alas I, I, apparently it's just at some point should gonna randomly hard. go live i should have yeah. um, i really thought you were about to say i was really excited to get some recognition or something. <laughs> <laughs> no i i fucking time i legit i i really <laughs> wanted to see the kind of impact we've seen a couple of things on, on twitter showing like some people's and uh, you know i'm curious to just really see how, how it works out and hopefully it'll happen and we can talk about it but nothing yet so um but it's an interesting one and again i i really hope this is something twitch does roll out because it, clearly it's a test but we know sometimes twitch tests stuff and then it never comes back i'm hoping this is something that they're going to keep because i mean i don't think anyone's mad about this or upset about this feature no. um and honestly it's a great answer to the problem of discoverability on twitch so it seems super yeah. good to me and i i think it'll be a win-win all the way around because obviously the streamer gets more eyes on their channel in the test cases uh from the data that we originally saw like it seemed to double their average viewership for those streams and double their average total views overall for that stream so you know granted it's only going to be for a set number of impressions so it's not like you can expect that the following day or the following stream yeah but the fact that you can like get that much exposure um from a single boost um is pretty awesome and again i think oh. like we lost Kibbs. Nice. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I think that like it'll be it'll be good for Twitch as well as it'll be good for streamers because usually like Ginger in chat has mentioned like she thought that this was like already a thing like somehow tied into hype trains. But I think that when you see a channel boosted and the community comes together to get you onto the front page, people will get excited and you'll probably then see people like cheering with bits and donos and subs and all that stuff. So like I actually think this is a free gesture for Twitch that benefits the streamer and benefits Twitch because people are going to like go bonkers when they hit the front page and people will be excited. And then probably like Twitch will make some extra money off of it. So yeah, it's kind of a win-win. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so the next topic we have is the update to the harassment rules on Twitch, um, which everyone got an email about. Uh, so Grog, I know you kind of, understand this a little bit better than me so do you want to explain well you read the article you didn't okay i tried i'm not good at reading okay i haven't either though grog's the only one here that can read yeah true that's that's really only why i was brought on we need someone literate the first point of consideration when condi sat down with everyone else who was already part of the channel was um who do we know that can read um, I was a librarian still at the time, so you know I, it just seemed like a shoe in. But <laughs> here I was there I am. in the interview. He just held up a paper. He said, "What words mean?" <laughs> God read them, and we didn't really know if he was Dude. right or not. But... <laughs> <laughs> but I did it with such confidence that it just. Even like, if you look in the background of Andrew's camera, you can see the paper still on his mini fridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so Twitch uh, recently, as a couple days ago, uh, about four days ago, um, they announced that they're making changes to their policies about harassment and hateful conduct. Um, so they have a quote here that says, uh, the company says, because marginalized people, including women of uh, women, members of the LGBTQIA plus community, black, indigenous, and people of color, um, are disproportionately harassed on the site. Um, this new policy is supposed to be far more specific about what constitutes harassment and abuse. So I think that like they had, you know, as every company does, a fairly boilerplate, you know, like 
comment in there about like you know like hateful conduct will not be tolerated etc cetera, etc cetera. but the plan for this update is to be more explicit about what that means so that people doing the harassing can't use like any vagaries in the current policy um like prior to this update to use that as wiggle room to continue to harass people because that's 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 the issue um so the article goes on to say that uh, larger changes include stricter protections around sexual harassment policy extending off platform to an extent um and then in cases like where harassment does happen on a different platform if you've already taken steps on twitch um to like curb or, or intervene like say either banning that person or timing them out or reporting them um and that conduct continues elsewhere then twitch will take that additional contact context and and abuse from other places into account when you know responding uh to these issues so um yeah it says the the policy now prohibits uh repeated repeatedly commenting on someone's perceived attractiveness what you believe to be um you know like aspects of their character etc um and it forbids making lewd or explicit comments about someone's sexuality or appearance but again it it they're kind of broad surface level policies right now so the new one is planned to be much more um thorough in diagnosing what are all the ways in which somebody might be harassed um how it might affect um, marginalized communities and then basically you know just trying to i think they're really just trying to make right by their creators um and we saw that recently where um twitch was made aware that there was a third-party website that was taking links um for uh female creators and embedding them elsewhere and it was like doing so as a way to like sexualize and and um harass those female creators mm. and twitch um, made changes so that to the api so that they that those embeds could not happen um and so that the, sh the site was shuttered so like they're i think they're really trying to they're trying to to take the right steps and and part of what this all like builds up to is that they do have this creator camp on the december 11th the town hall on december 16th and there's a final creator camp on just on january 6th and basically the december 11th and january 6th are meant to be sort of like um roundtable discussions for this specific policy and then the town hall um which was mentioned at GlitchCon last month um is now going to be or was that october is now going to be um also talking about this as well as things like dmca and it's going to be an open platform that people have you know um questions about twitch and where it's going moving forward yeah so the town hall is on wednesday wednesday coming isn't it wednesday the 16th, 16th. Yeah. Yep. yeah so just to read again on their their town hall uh, they said, if you missed the GlitchCon keynote, uh, we announced that we'd be hosting a Twitch town hall this month. The goal is to give community more clarity about the tools, policies, and resources we're building to continue to address concerns about three issues that are top of, top of mind to you. So that will be DMCA, ads, and the updated hateful conduct and harassment policy. Uh, we'll be hosting a live Q&A throughout the town hall with questions pulled directly from chat. Uh, you can submit questions as well. There had, there's a link there for uh, submitting questions for them. Um, <clears throat> but those three, I would say, are definitely the big sort of uh, hot-button topics right now. 
so it's going to be interesting. I kind of want to tune in just to see what they uh, what updates they have for us on those policies. But um, definitely a good move, I suppose, to have this uh, kind of open discussion with everyone about it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, because you kind of need, a, you need members of the community to feel like they have a seat at the table or at least have some sort of voice in the room where it, um, at, at least these concerns can be, you know, hitting the ears of people actually who are the, the movers and shakers of Twitch. Um, I think town hall meetings like this are, are important because without them, you know, there's no telling how much of the the current news and you know gossip and you know like feelings of the moment are actually being filtered up into the management yeah. um you know obviously there's going to be community managers for any company this size that are supposed to be out there with their feelers kind of keeping track of the pulse of the community and seeing what you know people think about new changes or or the lack thereof but there's no better way to communicate those than like direct contact. And I think having this as an opportunity, I mean, obviously the questions they pull from chat are going to be screened. They're not going to just be like, what the fuck about DMCA? <laughs> you know, yeah. you're like make, make Twitch like Facebook gaming. Like they're not going to take those questions, but, um, but I think that like just having questions in the moment, there will, I'm sure be some dodging, like tactful dancing around answering some of those questions yeah but at least it puts the pressure on them to actually say something because it will be live it, it will be you know in the present and they have to say something they can't just ignore them as they come up and they and they know they know that there's topics that like people are going to slam them over dmca is going to be far and away the biggest thing that people have questions about and it's going to be really interesting to see that one play out because again the Digital Millennium Copyright Act is 22 years old, and it's a like a weird, fucked up piece of legislature from the U.S. Congress. Um, it's not Twitch's fault that it exists, um, but they are a U.S.-based company, and they are subject to U.S.-based laws. And until this particular law is revised in some way, they have to play ball like every other you know content you know platform that's out there. So mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see how they have to like. I don't know how much I wonder how much education they'll be doing to like actually be like, um, hey, we're doing what we can, but also it's not our fault. And I wonder mm -hmm. how much of the community is ready to just line them up in front of the wall and shoot them over them saying like, oh, you're passing the buck. It's not your fault. Yeah. The thing is, I, I don't foresee Twitch having much else to say about DMCA. I mean, no. really, what else can they say? I would I would be over overjoyed if they come out with some kind of update that's going to improve like twitch soundtrack for example you know just give us a twitch soundtrack official spotify playlist that's fully licensed and, and ready to go people will be happy with that you know the way that they have it currently is not good right uh but again you make the point that it's it's you know it's not twitch's rules and they're having to try and work around it but they they've openly said we need to be better. We should have been better prepared for this. You know, we should have yeah. had measures in place. So I don't see what else they can really update us on as far as that goes. You know, I, I don't know what else they're going to be able to, to add one, to the one conversation. Thing, one thing that they could do. Well, I thought of two things. One thing that they could do is they could, they could clarify more explicitly 
what the terms of safe harbor are for the website and right now how they're trying to maintain that if i think they can demonstrate that they've like because because it sounds like for anyone who's either watched the podcast or stayed up on the news for the last you know year and i'm not going to belabor the the point by going back yeah. all over <laughs> it but like their twitch did kind of shield the community from these claimants um hitting their hitting accounts and also forcing twitch's hand to actually have to take action with bans twitch basically just kind of had a smoke screen going while they could quote unquote try and figure out something and until they could implement something like soundtrack they were just kind of looking the other way and i'd be really curious to see if they talk about what the current state of the safe harbor is and what they need to do to maintain that um because right now safe harbor is basically shielding individual content creators from being set upon um but through legal means by these claims so if like you're if you fucking play you know a, a brand new banger of a track and you get a dmca claim that's Twitch shifting the obligation onto you because they have to do that to maintain safe harbor. If they don't do that, then the person who like, you know, whatever record studio like is hitting you with the claim right now, they're going through Twitch and then Twitch is dealing with you. If they lose safe Harbor, that record company is coming straight at you with a lawsuit. So not at Twitch. Yeah. Um, and I'd be really curious to see if they can explain more about where they stand but here's the other thing, and it's kind of a funny thing I think they should do. Do you know how, like, when Stephen Colbert had the Colbert Report or, like, John Oliver has um, Last Week Tonight right now, and they'll do these little, like, little segments that, like, kind of inform, educate, and add a little bit of levity to the situation and kind of bring everyone up to speed on, like, actually, actually giving you the bare facts of, like, what's going on. And then they give you a hashtag and a link that's like, so if you want to do something about it, click this link at the bottom and it'll take you to like a uh like a, a form that will petition like the government to do xyz like they should do something like that because honestly if they could do a, a really creative info dump explaining what dmc is how it works why it happens the fact i don't think a lot of people again like understand you know that like even if you're um if you're not an american streamer like Twitch is an American company, so they still have to, um, you know, employ like American laws because people are like, well, I live, you know, over here in Europe. Like, why do I have, why do I care about DMCA? Like, I think they had a great info segment and then just had a link, like, go bug your congressperson about this, or this is how you go file a complaint. Like, and then the whole community and their fans just like bombarded, you know, the, the government with like, you know, appeals. That actually would be kind of cool, but I don't think they'll do it. Um. Yeah, for sure. Here's something I just want to kind of reinforce, which we've said before, but it's it's worth mentioning because I'm still seeing streamers ignoring the, the, the DMCA risks. A lot of people know that it's, at least on Twitch, as far as I know, the policy is three strikes and you're out, right? Three DMCA strikes, permanently banned. What I think people, I think people think that like, yay, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I don't think people think. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And once I get a strike, then I'll take action and I'll swap to DMCA safe music. 
the important thing to remember is that you could get three strikes in a single stream quite easily. If you stream eight yeah. hours and you're listening to a playlist and you got three strikes in one stream, that's entirely possible, right? It is completely, at this point, it's not even like uh, uh, an unlikely thing that could happen. At this point, that's quite likely. Um, and one stream, you're gone. You know, that could be the reality of it. So it's not something to mess around with. Um, I just think that's worth mentioning because I feel like there's people out there that think, eh, once I get a strike, I've got two more chances. I can deal with it, you know? Um, so it's, I just wanted to kind of, you know, mention that for anyone that might be under a different kind of way of thinking. Uh, the other thing that they're going to talk about at the town hall is, is ads, which I'm curious to see what they say about that, because we know that there was a bit of controversy with Twitch kind of pushing mid-roll ads out and that stopped. That was just done as a test. Um, but we saw the community overall, you know, everyone disliked that. <laughs> meme right yeah. uh and uh I, I, to me it seems fairly obvious that this is coming from up top you know someone at amazon is saying twitch please justify your existence make us money um make it make sense yeah right i think that's pretty obvious that that's where all the ads are coming from uh we've also seen that you know twitch is introducing things to try and stop people from running third-party ad blockers and things like that um, you know, they're pushing out effectively their their own small ads. Was it every 10 minutes? Um, a 30-second ad to say, hey, we can see you're using some third-party software. This might be affecting you negatively. Please turn it off to watch Twitch, right? They're they're really trying to push people away from, from like, ad blocker and things like that. Um, so we know that Twitch want to just add put more ads in, right? We know that. Um, so, I mean, what do you think they're going to say about ads at this town hall meeting? Because <laughs> if they go up on stage and say, guess what, guys, we're bringing back the mid-roll ads, it's going to be terrible. So, like, <laughs> what are they going to say? I'm really curious. I think I think they probably are going to just try to address, and I'm not going to say they're going to do it well, and I'm not going to say that they are, will have an answer or that it will be tactful. But I think one of the things they're going to try and address is the um, the split for affiliates and and partners, um, because that's a topic that a lot of people are are very fired up about and feeling like the split at, at present is not equitable enough. Um, so and 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 again, I'm talking about not subs, um, but I'm but specifically the ad um, revenue as it pertains to those pre rolls. Uh, and if you choose to do your own mid rolls, like how that shakes out. Um, some of this, I though, is like I think is just gonna fall on on deaf ears in terms of the community, because I think the community will go into the town hall having already decided how they feel about Twitch, and I don't think that no matter what they say, it's gonna change some people's view of the platform after the fact. Um, I think some of that just has to do with the fact that overall people are kind of like happy to be willful, willfully ignorant about things. And I'm not like trying to turn, you know, my turn my sights on the community here. But like, if you think about it, it's a platform that you were never obligated to pay for. You were never obligated to like sub or or do donos or bits or whatever. It's a free platform as much as Facebook is a free platform as much as network TV, if you, you know, do over the air, you know, television, like, it's all free. Well, how is it free? Someone pays for it. All the networks yeah. and all of all of the infrastructure needs some sort of funding. And like 
I mean, you could get into a whole argue argument about like, you know, how maybe there should be government subsidies for like the arts and whatnot and entertainment, but there isn't, or there's not enough. And as it is, the model that we have is that so much of this stuff is rooted in advertisement funding. So if you, if you, if you have people turning off advertisements for a website like this, where part of it is going to a very, very, very slim portion is going to the streamer, but the bigger portion is just going to keeping the platform running. Um, I mean, yeah, some of it's lining the pockets of Twitch, but let's be honest. I mean, if you're, I mean, can you imagine what kind of server structure they have to transcode like hundreds of thousands of streams that are live at any given time and saving VODs for up to two weeks for affiliates and then up to 60 days for partners and doing like the automatic clips and like there's so much that we have at our disposal that costs the user nothing and like what it's costing them is a 30 second pre-roll and honestly i don't see that as a bad trade-off but that's just me i mean like because i'm trying to be a a pragmatist about this realistically if we don't have ads the platform disappears yeah if you don't have ads facebook disappears if you don't have ads you know like instagram disappears and twitter is only what i mean people freaked out when twitter started getting promoted content and it wasn't just like this you know like static timeline of things as they came in order and people were like well twitter was supposed to be this like place where like you know advertising wasn't a thing and it's like yeah because they had a fuck ton of startup capital and they had all these angel investors and they had like people who were funneling the money but that only works for so long yeah i mean advertisements make these things work if you have people stop watching them advertisers won't start offering to put their ads on the channel if they don't put their ads on the platform then the platform doesn't make money and then the whole system just crumbles so i yeah i don't think they're going to be able to say much you know ads aren't going away but i think maybe they can talk more about the splits and the revenue and and how like be more transparent about where that money goes um twitch doesn't really have an org chart i think that is publicly available so like just knowing how they operate and where their funds are allotted and like how they're prioritizing spending on projects could be insightful but again i think people will go into the whole thing having already made up their mind and yeah. they'll probably leave just being like fuck this fuck that fuck the MC. you know like <laughs> i don't know that i it's I can't remember who said it, but it's always stuck with me, which is um, someone said, the, if a service or a platform is free, then that means you are the product, right? That's the yeah. whole point. You're the product and it's it's being sold to advertising companies, right? But that that is, that's it when it comes down to it. If it's free, it means that you're the actual product that's being sold. Which makes a lot of sense. But I agree. I mean, I personally don't mind ads. I mean, I don't know if any of you guys watch a ton of YouTube. I do. And this month, because obviously ad revenue in December for YouTubers is always good. I have been getting just non-stop ads this last couple of weeks. But it's because it's December, right? And YouTubers know it. That You know, you'll see a lot more people uploading. And you'll be getting a lot more ads because that's just how it works on YouTube. Um, we watched like a 15 minute video last night and it had almost six ads <laughs> yeah it's crazy it's absolutely crazy but you know what i, I don't care like because i'm getting to watch no, that yeah, content for free sense. you know and i know it annoys a lot of people and, and that you know that's absolutely fine me personally it's like you know i'll watch the ad i don't care um 
just to reference what uh, Dolly Pop said in chat, um, which is something I've thought would be amazing as well. Um, if they decided to treat their clips like an endless scroll similar to TikTok and put ads in that, it would be game over. And I agree, right? The, the Twitch app on mobile is garbage. Like, it's it's so... you There's so many things that you can't do on the app. Um, there's a big delay as well if you watch on, a, on an app. It's Twitch need to sort that out. And if they had a section where they had clips and it was similar to TikTok and you could scroll through and get, there's a little follow button for any, you know, clips that you think are... are are really good you, you know you come across a streamer that you think this is really funny content i'm going to follow them i can go and check out their channel and every so often they just had an ad that's exactly what tiktok does they have ads every so often that come up and you could scroll through it and you know a creators could put their clips on there with with hashtags or, or or even just like the tag system that twitch has that would be huge for everyone It'd be awesome it would be great be awesome. for for content creators to you know be able to get their content out there as as small clips i mean that's effectively what i do on tiktok now i take good clips from the stream and throw them up on tiktok if they had it built in to the twitch app it would be amazing and they could do it i mean i assume fairly easily you know right now if you watch a clip on twitch it'll recommend you other clips similarly why not have that in the app and you can just scroll through them right clips on on twitch are what maximum 60 seconds it's the exact same as tiktok 60 second clips I feel like there's something there and they need to do something with that mobile app and I would love to I would love to see that feature. I think that's it's superb. Um Yeah. But yeah, would be a it would be a good a good thing to do. Um any other thoughts on this at all on the on the town hall and kind of what they're gonna be talking about? Well, one thing to bounce off of what you just said uh, is some I wanna highlight something Dally just said in chat, which was it would encourage viewers to clip a lot more as well. You know, like, you know, dedicated community members already already do, but even for communities that have, like, a regular following, you know, sometimes the clips are, you know, just, like, they're, they, they happen on occasion when people think about it, but, like, if you actually had a mode where you knew that, like, making a clip might potentially help, you know, the community that you're a part of and that you want to keep supporting, like, that would be a great way for also viewers to be you know, uh, like ha- increase the amount of engagement because if imagine if right now when you watch a clip, it'll say who clipped it. You can see who made the clip of what channel. So, for example, like if I see that like Condi makes just a lot of good clips in general, imagine if viewers could start being followed on a service like that too. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not just the content creators in the channel, but like if you, the clip cutter, the clip editor actually like could get exposure, like that would certainly incentivize people to like be invested i think it's a fucking great idea i uh so i was recently listening to a podcast that had uh tommy in it on the podcast he's uh if you're not aware of him he's a minecraft streamer who has blown up um like insane very young guy he's only like 16 he's still in college but he i mean i i opened up a stream the other night and he had two hundred and twenty thousand viewers just playing minecraft like the guy has got insane you know sort of ninja peak level viewership and he was saying a huge thing for him was viewers would clip his content and throw on tiktok and it would get millions and millions of views and he never really touched it but he got so much promotion from other people clipping his content and throwing it up on tiktok and he's fine with it because he's like it brought people to my channel you know um so yeah I, i really think they need to they need to get on something like that it's a great idea 
I don't know why they haven't done something like this already. You know. Anyway, interesting. Um, so shall we talk about this? Uh, well, before we get into the the console discussion, uh, the 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 potential. <laughs> I, okay, so I think if I understand it correctly, it's a U.S. senator who's trying to push a a, a bill or a law through which would effectively turn a DMCA into a felony. If I'm not wrong here. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. The it um basically there is um there is a package they're they're basically trying to he's trying to work this into a larger bill. Um and so this happens a lot in US government where um there will be bills or pieces of legislation that are being um pushed through for you know reason x but you know like congressperson y uh is basically injecting their own little sub clause like into the bill that may or might not even be related um and effectively uh thom tillis a republican senator is trying to do that very same thing where he if you uh, basically he's just he's priming the rails for new legislation that could it's not in place and it's not guaranteed to happen but that could make um streaming copywritten content a felony which is yeah. fucking wild um and there's a uh, there's a associate director for policy and activism with the electronic frontier foundation um and i think her quote really sums it up well her name is Catherine uh, trend oska and the quote is, a felony streaming bill would be a chill on expression, um, which I agree. I mean, basically, you it would limit the opportunity for um, not just online expression, but any form of like media expression and basically funnel it down to the haves and the have-nots and the haves being um, the existing television, music, and movie industry that already has the money to you know, basic, they're already in the business of production um, and, um, you know, creating content and distributing it. And basically, if you can imagine all independent creators disappearing and you just have, you know, cable television and you just have, you know, big movie studios and you basically don't have, I mean, streaming would disappear. You couldn't stream. The only streams that would exist would be just chatting um, or any sort of art-based or craft-based thing where you're, you know, um, doing your original content but you wouldn't see people playing games you wouldn't see people doing i mean twitch things isn't a thing anymore but like you wouldn't see people doing you know covers of songs you wouldn't see any of that they would just be gone yeah which is uh kind of a scary <laughs> scary thought um i mean they keep adding i mean we had in the uk article 13 which i think got changed to article 17 which was on a similar kind of scale where it would basically make any content uploaded to like YouTube or Twitch uh, wouldn't come under safe harbor, meaning that, you know, Twitch could be sued for anything uploaded or, or, or YouTube could be sued. So YouTube kind of came out and said, if this all goes through, then we might just have to block the site for anybody in the EU that falls under Article 17 because we can't allow you to upload anything because there's a chance of, you know, legal action. Uh, and that was kind of like, okay, that's a bit scary. And you know, I still, I, I haven't kept up with what's happening there. I know the article passed, so I guess that could still be in the works. I don't really know. But then it's, 
you know they're adding more and more things i mean there was the idea of uh, you know with this article 17 that if you post a link on your social media you could be you had to pay like a tax for that you know <laughs> like to, you'd cost you money to link things and you know you could get in trouble for posting a meme on on your twitter or whatever like that it's it's they just keep adding more and more things and it feels to me we're going in the opposite direction of where we should be going <laughs> just um, filling out your taxes and be like yeah i, I own a house yeah I, I i have two jobs i posted 30 memes on twitter <laughs> yeah right i linked Jeez. my stream a hundred times uh yeah it's 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 bonkers man it really is is crazy and uh you know we just have to hope that common sense prevails and uh this doesn't end up going through but it's 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 mad man i mean they're trying to really just cut down uh what we can do on the internet which is a little sad again as i've said before i'm all for fair copyright laws uh you know my understanding or my my thoughts on it is the dmca was created to prevent you know big companies taking advantage of artists and and labels and just using their music to go and advertise to thousands of people right it's it was never designed for you know a streamer with 20 viewers to sit and you know be listening to music and they they keep pushing this you know it's 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 crazy uh somebody mentioned in chat they wonder when tiktok's gonna start getting hit with the mcas tiktok's a very interesting one because i don't know about anyone else but i've certainly seen some tiktoks that get muted um every so often doesn't seem to happen a lot but some do seem to get muted i've had a couple muted but very old ones and i don't get i don't usually get a notification to say anything's happened they just mute uh you know the audio for whatever reason um but again the the weird thing with tiktok is it seems like right now labels are actually paying influencers to use their song because they know that it will go mega viral and then their song is going to get a bunch of listens and there was an artist on a podcast i listened to who just blew up in popularity purely because a clip of his song on tiktok got so big and he went to like at the time it was something like 50 million streams on spotify and this was like a young guy independent just made music and he was like out touring and everything because this song blew up on tiktok it's it's the power of tiktok for for music seems to be huge and uh understandably i can see why that would happen because you know if you're someone that just sits and scrolls through you're gonna get songs stuck in your head and you're gonna go look them up um but it will be interesting to see if they start getting hit with dmca as well because right now the ria seem to be leaving tiktok completely alone um but yeah it's wild i hope this doesn't actually end up becoming a, a reality i don't really want to go to prison because somebody rickrolled me um <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that happens. So you get Rick Rolls, you have to go to prison, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you in for? Yeah. Murder. What are you in for? I got Rick Rolled. Rick Astley. You murdered Rick Astley? Look at this cute, cute video, and it's just like it starts off like a cat video, and it's just a Rick Roll, and you get put in prison for that, dude. That'd be the ultimate story. The sicko mode comes on, like. <laughs> yeah it's crazy so, some of the concern right now is that like there were bills in the past um sopa sopa and pipa um this is like in the mid to early 2000s these were two laws that eventually failed because of online pushback um they were similar in, they're not the same but they were similar in the fact that like they 
if if written into law, they were, there was enough vagary in it that you could like websites like Dropbox, DeviantArt, like any websites that shared content uh, potentially would come under the axe and would have disappeared um, because basically those laws were um, against written under the guise of like being anti-piracy. But then the argument was like, you know, people on like, say, for example, DeviantArt could draw like artwork that's based on intellectual property that is owned by somebody else. And therefore, even though it's an artistic, you know, expression of like someone's like original creation based on like an unoriginal work, like so you want to draw Sailor Moon, I don't know, or whatever it is, uh, you know, and you put it up there, those websites could have been shuttered. Um, or like websites like Mediafire or Dropbox or even, you know, Google Storage, like were under threat because then it's like, well, the law as written was like, well, you can store, you know, pirated content under these platforms. So like these platforms, you know, could be erased. Um, this is, those didn't pass because they were their own bill. The worrying thing here is that this is part of an omnibus bill that is part of the federal spending package um, that is on a bipartisan level. Both parties agree needs to be passed. So this is a guy basically taking an unrelated thing and shoehorning it in. And if you look up uh, Tom Tillis's um, donors list, basically he has been given massive donations by many, many tech companies and many, many um, content creation companies, you know, Comcast, Time Warner, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And basically this law guaranteed, I, I mean, I, I would I would drop money right now on a bet. He did not author this law. This is just, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a lot. This is a lobbyist bill that is basically Capitol Hill lobbyists have constructed a bill, handed it to him, and then, in, you know, because they gave him campaign monies. He's now going to try and shove it into this larger omnibus bill. Um, it's just, it's fucking corrupt and sick as shit, but um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on it. And, um, you know, it's a dangerous one. Because, I mean, again, it's worth mentioning that even though all of us are very aware of DMCA and very safe with it, you can never know 100% that something's not going to appear you know i got real worried when i was streaming on friday i think it was because i use epidemic sound i pay for it and i get all that stuff and then i was just listening to jazz and suddenly like the birthday song like happy birthday came oh, on shit. Mm. <laughs> but a jazz variant and i was like it's <laughs> like i know this is oh wait okay no okay okay we're good <laughs> dude the guy that invented happy birthday is really mad at you know I know. It's like those motherfuckers <laughs> sue. They sue a lot. Probably <laughs> called out of the crave and was like, "This motherfucker just played my shit on stream." <laughs> he just woke up from bed, straight <laughs> up, right to his computer. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, Grog, do you want to tell us about the uh, the the breaking consoles headline thing? Because I didn't yeah, read the article. I'll, I'll I'll keep this one pretty brief. Basically, <laughs> um, there's an interesting thing happening right now where where's i lost the thing where's my thing here we go um yeah so there's an interesting thing right now uh that is not just affecting like the next gen consoles but also current generation consoles where um there are 
localized companies, so just all over the globe that, you know, do tech and, and you know, like system repairs on hardware and software, right? Like you, you have shops that you can take your PC to, you have shops that you can take your, your console to to get fixed. Here's the thing, though, is that um, there's an article that was uh, published by Wired that was picked up by Ars Technica. And it's an interesting article because it talks about how DMCA is not just affecting content creators who are either A, you know, playing video games uh, that the developers are happy that you play, but in theory could be under threat by laws like the one Tom Tillis wants to put out, but also it's affecting hardware. So the article is basically saying um, it gives the example of like uh, broken optical drives on disks. Um, part of the problem is that Microsoft and Sony locked down the software that they use to pair the disk readers with their consoles, motherboards. So shops uh, that could easily replace those drives by accessing the software um, and pair drives to the boards can't do that because in doing so would violate the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. Um, there is effectively a, a provision within DMCA um, that would make it, it's, an, it's like an obscure part of even the DMCA, but it would mean that they would be in violation of the Copyright Act, and as a result, they can't fix a console that could be fixed. And then in the cases of like some of these um, companies that do repairs, if you send a thing into them and and maybe they like give you a refurbished one or what have you, maybe they have a trade-in program, they have usually stocks of like old stuff, kind of like a junkyard does, where it's like if you ding a fender in your car, you could either like, you know, pay crazy money for the dealership to replace it, or you could just find, you know, a replacement bumper somewhere. Well, these guys have like bits and pieces of you know heat sinks and optical drives and all sorts of stuff kicking around in their shops they can't use it because uh the the uh dmca makes it illegal to quote circumvent a technological feature uh, sorry quote circumvent a technological measure that effectively controls access to copyrighted work and because microsoft and sony both mm -hmm. have copywritten software for pairing drives with like basically the bios of the software you can't replace certain parts legally now like and so it's it's just crazy but it does say that every three years the library of congress decides that for certain products circumvention of these digital locks can and should be allowed um and that time is coming up so next week um there's advocates that will be pushing the u.s copyright office uh to make it so that fixing consoles along with other software enabled devices make that legal um, and their their push is strictly going to be from a repairs point of view, but I mean, like, it's just fucking wild. Yeah. It's not just you playing a song; it's also the fact that like you can't replace certain so like hardware because there's a copyright on the software that's then used to make the repair process possible. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Crazy, dude. Copyright is just it's yeah. I don't know. It never ends. It never ends. Uh, unlike this podcast, which does end. Um, <laughs> Damn, bro. Thank you. I'm I getting like pretty segue. good at this. We're, we're 37 episodes in and I've learned to segue. <laughs> um, yeah. You wanted to keep it to an hour and it is an hour on the dot, folks. Oh, Let's man. go. Look at us go. Uh, Grog, where can everyone find you and what do you want to plug? 
Uh, folks can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash grog mode. Um, you can find me on all other platforms at gamer underscore grog. Um, I stream five days a week. Uh, one of those days is on Saturdays. I stream with my wife and we do uh, fun sort of like variety streams of usually of like a narrative nature. Um, please check us out. It's great. We do like a playthrough of all sorts of funny stuff that usually gets us up into some silly shenanigans. And then I do um, a lot of Cold War and Warzone and I'm going to be doing a lot of cyberpunk. So uh, you can check me out Monday through Thursday doing that. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Kibbles, what about yourself? Yeah. Uh, so you can find me at the Mighty Kibbles kind of everywhere except for Twitter. It's the Mighty Kibbles. Uh, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, obviously. I stream Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm going to stream later today because my wife is going to go hang out with one of her friends and help her kids. So I'm just going to I'm just going to stream. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I've, I'm slowly working on some videos. So I was telling we were having a conversation in stream about cereal and I was telling everyone about your burial videos. Very interesting conversation. We I had came there. up with a new idea for kibbles, and I yep. really want to see you pursue yep. it. <laughs> we have we have a couple ideas, and then the ones that Grog gave, I really like mainly because it doesn't sound like it's going to make me puke, which mm. is helpful. Can, do do you mind if I say kibbles? Oh yeah, go ahead. My I think my best suggestion oh, was mind. he did the burial video. I was suggesting he has like a base sort of neutral salad green mix that he keeps consistent across every preparation and like a basic vinaigrette and then what cereals taste best as croutons um so like you use oh, just okay. different cereals as croutons on on salads i like that one i like that you have yeah. a whole a whole cereal series on your on your channel yep that's all it. my content is now. <laughs> cereal cereal based content i love it all right and uh manu where can everyone find you and uh i mean do you have anything you want to plug or anything like that oh bro i mean people could if they want they could find me under that guy caught on twitch twitter and youtube uh i mean i haven't streamed two months and i haven't uploaded a video in four months but hey if i upload a video i do like to think that they are pretty good so if you want to go check them out i mean uh, they're there you know they're pretty good i think so maybe i'll upload a video in like two months or something you know you should so yeah i wanted to see a cyberpunk video from you i'm not gonna lie i i could but you know like the thing is with the the whole sensitive thing if you wanted like i have it on not I, I don't have it off right because i haven't streamed yet yeah if you want to turn it off you have to start a whole nother like new playthrough oh do you yeah i thought you I could just turn it off and on in the main menu no, i don't think you can i think I watched a video. Someone said he wanted to do it and he couldn't because you have to like start a new game for that. So I originally didn't have it turned off, but I was playing off stream and I just wanted to test and see if it worked. And I was sitting looking through the options and I was like, I don't see an option for a, a nudity filter. And I was messaging CK about it. And then I restarted the game and at the main menu, you can go in and turn the filter on. And then I just hit continue back into my save. And I assumed that meant that I had the filter. And suddenly, all on. the dicks were gone. <laughs> suddenly, I didn't have a dick anymore. I so. may have to restart then, if that's the case. Okay, I don't. I, I'm not sure. I know. I'm not sure. Just like in the video, he said he can 
like, interesting. Dude, maybe he maybe he meant he can't do it like in game. He has to go like out of the game. Maybe that's what it was. I don't. I'm not sure. I I want to do a video on it, and that's just like the main reason why I can't. Sure. Or why I won't don't because <laughs> like I mean, if I was monetized, YouTube would be mad. <laughs> but I'm not. So I mean, I guess it's fine. True. Well, Manu, it's been very nice to have you back on the show. We need to do this more often. <laughs> All right. And, uh, hey, <laughs> what about you? Where can everybody find you? Are you yeah, working on anything? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Um, so I'm Cody oh, Fly. Good. You can find me Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, um, all the places. Uh, I put two videos out this past week, which is a pace that I definitely cannot keep up. So the first one was uh, the we did the two truths and a lie stream, which was a lot of fun. I ended up wearing makeup and a wig uh that was fun so that video is up there uh and then grog and i played in a call of duty tournament uh a duos warzone tournament we came sixth which i think was really good i had 23 teams um and i want to do more so we're probably gonna do more of that so i put a video up about that um and yeah i'm just gonna be doing probably cyberpunk this week if i can figure out the uh the nudity filler Pogue. <laughs> um so that's probably my plans but um yeah more importantly you should follow the podcast on all the different things. We have a YouTube channel. We are very far behind. I'm going to take Cyber's job away from him of doing the thumbnails. I'm just going to start doing it myself because we're super far behind on the YouTube side of it. Um, but go and subscribe and we'll upload a bunch of things. We have um, we have off-topic episodes that we need to go up on there. One of them isn't even on Spotify. It's just going to be on the YouTube as a little exclusive. So yeah, make sure and check that out. And then add the podcast uh, on or at Zero Strategy Pod on Twitter. If you want to check out there if you're listening on one of the audio platforms we also stream this live on twitch uh which is just slash zero strategy podcast and if you're watching the podcast on twitch and you like what you heard you can find us on spotify with all of our previous episodes which spotify is my job so those episodes get uploaded the next day every week all right <laughs> uh also quick uh quick shout out my wife mentioned something in chat which i my think wife. is, is uh, pretty cool she says uh, she highly recommends the podcast Louder Than a Riot for folks interested in hearing more about laws being used against content creators. Um, I, I I would go check that out, folks, not just because it's my wife who said so, but she is the queen of all things podcast, and she is up on the news. She's She has her finger on the pulse of tech. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> the podcast that she's recommending is Louder Than a Riot, and again, it's about laws being used against content creators. Pog. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, we are going to go raid someone, so please uh, do stick around for that. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We do appreciate you guys. We'll be back next week, um, and hopefully we'll be all caught up on YouTube and everything by then. <laughs> but thank you very much, guys. We'll see you next time. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.